Today, the Below Average Joe's MMA Show present the Weekend Recap. And we're recapping everything and anything from UFC Vegas insert number here, including Amanda Lemoche seizing the opportunity, defeating the once-looked-unbeatable Marina Rodriguez. Also, Neil Magny and Daniel Rodriguez went to war. And, well, that's that's pretty much it. So, uh, all this and more, I guess, and it all starts right now. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Thank you for joining us, episode 247. It's a recap episode, Dominic. That means we're here to recap everything involving UFC Vegas insert number here. Mm-hmm. Headlined by Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemosh. A fight that I'm just going to get out in front of this one. I nailed. You did Call me the hammer. It. Call me the hammer because I nailed that bitch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, no bragging over here. Um, I did not nail almost any other fight on this card because, uh, including the main event in terms of betting, per- where it really <laughs> yeah. mattered, I did not nail it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it really mattered, I was the nail, not the hammer. But, uh, Dominic, you just had a decent drive back from Columbus. How was your weekend? You looked all spiffy uh, the other yeah. night. It was great. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. That was actually the first formal I'd ever been to. I never went to one when we were in college, and then now uh, I've got to go to one. It was fun. So not to uh, not to pri- not to get into too many details here, because I know we like to have a little bit of privacy. Uh-huh. But all I know from formals is like fraternity and sororities. So what what type of formal was this? Yeah, so this was a formal for my girlfriend's uh, college, like her school, basically, mm. that she's in right now. So there was probably, I don't know, upwards of 100 or so people at this little banquet hall place. It was pretty fun, good time. I got to try the Rocks tequila for the first time ever. I've never been able to see it before and try it, so I tried that, of course, because anything the Rock does, I have to try. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty fun night, nothing too wild, nothing new, too crazy. Went to Penn's Mechanical company afterward it's such a badass place i think i talked about it way back at the beginning of the year as well when we went to one but it's like old school retro pinball machines and like indoor bowling and just really cool vibes and type place it's really neat wish there was one kind of more so in our area but fun little time there watch the fights on saturday Mm, watch some football saturday night some big upsets and whatnot going on in college Mm -hmm. football it was a pretty solid weekend Noah. i cannot complain how was yours as we get into this beautiful Monday? It was good. Um, I'm realizing how old I'm getting mm. because I haven't had a console in like four and a half years. I said that. Had the whole weekend to play the the PlayStation 5. It came in yeah. Friday. So right in time for the weekend. It was in the box then. We can't oh, yeah, yeah. I can confirm I did receive a working PS5 good, with everything good. in it. Um, I also received my two games everything good um i just realized like after playing for like two hours my eyes just start hurting like that (laughs) yeah yeah and the last time i played a playstation that was not the case so um i think i'm just getting old dominic i think this is another sign 
Uh, I keep seeing these signs every time I'm like when my back hurts when I bend over or something. I'm just like it's a constant reminder that I am not 20 years old anymore. Right. Yeah, we're old and washed now. No, I mean, let's face the facts here. That's true. That's true. Um, But, Dominic, you want to know what's not washed up? What's that? That deal we have with PointsBet Sportsbook. Mm. And uh, they are the official betting partner of the Below Average Joe's MMA show. And they have a great offer for you, the audience, right now. Right now, you guys, on your initial deposit, when you sign up for PointsBet Sportsbook, they will match 100% of that deposit up to $2,000. This is free money we're talking about, people. There are two ways that you can get this offer. One, you go in the the description of today's episode. Uh, You go into that link. You sign up there. You get the deposit, or you put in your deposit. You get the match. Boom. Also, you can download the PointsBet Sportsbook app. Yes. Take a look around, see how you like things. And then you have to make sure when you sign up, you put in code MMA Joe's. Yeah, that's right. Dominic, you want to repeat that one for me? It would be MMA Joe's. Thank you very much. Put in your deposit, they match it, boom, done. Mm. So happy betting, everybody. Please bet responsibly. And with that, we get into the main event of UFC Vegas, insert number here, as Dominic Amanda Lemoche yes. has has seized the moment. Mm-hmm. We, we, we This is what I'm talking about when I said I kind of nailed this because everything about this fight told you Marina Rodriguez was going to cruise to another victory. Everything. She, she had been sort of overlooked from a title shot for multiple fights now. We kept wondering why does she have to keep fighting? And then she's taking on Amanda Lemos, who, yes, bounced back with the good win over Michelle Watterson Gomez, but before that had gotten, you know, beaten in the first round by Jessica Andrade in her first main event. We didn't think she was really deserving of getting this spot here in another main event, going up against what is essentially the the probably closest girl in the division to a title shot, not named Rose or Whaley. Yeah. yeah. Um but because of all those factors, and including the fact that Marina's shown to be such a high-level uh, volume striker, that really nobody had been able to crack that code unless they could implement a wrestling, grappling, heavy strategy like Carla did. Mm-hmm. So go figure that Amanda Lemoche came in here and essentially trounced her in round three, yeah. uh, nearly knocked her head into the tenth row. Um, you can debate the stoppage all you want, people, but there is no doubt in my mind that Amanda Lemoche won that fight and oh, yeah. won it fair and square. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on this main event because this was a trap fight. It really was. I mean, for Marina, but I guess in the same in the same vein, you know, how much credit has to go to Amanda Lemoche here? You know, she she bounces back from her first main event going, you know, the opposite way. Yeah. And looked really good here striking on the feet against someone who we thought was pretty unmatched in this current division. Yeah, I think she cracked a code that we hadn't yet got to see yet because as Noah said, the only weakness we had really seen from Marina was her grappling defense when she's on her back, couldn't quite get up. 
And, uh, you know, Lamosh did have a takedown. I forget. I had it one-to-one going into the third. I can't remember which one. Lamosh had more success. But she did have a takedown in this fight, had some top control. But in round three, um, that's the thing with Amanda Mann. Uh, she is just so aggressive, and she's not going to allow someone like Marina to point fight her to land those shots at distance. She's just going to press forward. That's why the fight between her and Andrade was so enticing going in at the time. And uh, she's just going to make things hard on her opponents, regardless if she uh, wins or loses. And she produced a pretty wacky looking finish. I mean, she stunned Marina to where she like froze in time and her arms were down. It was really weird. And then she just, she pounced, she pounces on opportunities that's what Amanda Lemos does. She pounced on this opportunity uh, in her second main event slot. She gets the victory. She's going to crash into the top three come Tuesday morning. And Noah, it's quite a big deal timing-wise because the title and her division gets defended in, well, what will be five days from the time this episode comes out. So very perfect timing. She didn't take a ton of damage. She even called to be put in New York City, make me the backup. I love everything about her attitude. I love the performance from her. Yes, it fucked up the bet slip, but what doesn't these days? It was a very good performance, a very big win, two wins in a row. I think she does deserve the next title shot following the winner. Yes. Oh, wow. I have to go for it because Marina's been deserving of it for seven years. (sighs) She never got it. If Amanda beats Marina, I'm all for it. Give Amanda Lemos that title shot, man. After a performance like that, for sure. So I'm going to trace you the steps of what happened from the moment the fight ended to, I guess, well, now. but Now, yeah. Uh, it won't be that long, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> so fight ends. I think I threw my pillow against the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another tough loss. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I go on our tw- I go on Twitter a little bit later. And I see where you post a question on the tweet talking about the result of this fight about Amanda and her potential, potentially getting a title shot off of this. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that and I, I swear I put my brain in a pretzel. I was like, what? Amanda Lamos in a title fight? I'm like, where the hell yeah. is that coming from? And then I had to like take a step back and go like, okay, well, she did just defeat Marina Rodriguez, who we had been saying deserved a title shot for a while now. Mm-hmm. So that's brought me to here where I've been really debating, having this inner monologue in my head debating. Yeah. About what do I say if, today? <laughs> yeah. What what is what is my opinion on this manner? Yeah, yeah. Um I think there's a zero percent chance she gets a title shot off this. Wow, zero percent. Yeah, I think I, I would go less than zero if I could. But I don't wow. think she gets a title shot at all off of this. Um if anything, you know who I think is a big winner of this? Potentially, but also as a loser for what she has currently done, it's Jessica Andrade. Mm. Andrade, even though she is matched up with Laura Murphy right now at flyweight, I think comes off looking great here because she just finished this girl earlier this year in the first round. She's a former champion, former Mm -hmm. title challenger. You know, if you're not going to do her and Rose, I think this means Jessica Andrade should be next in line for that title shot. Um, I don't think Amanda Lemos, you know, say what you will about the win here against Marina Rodriguez, big deal for sure. But that and the win over Michelle Waterson, like, yes, this is a big win for her, but those two in a row, I mean, I'm not quite sure that that really, the resume 
stacks up when you look at some of her peers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious your your rebuttal to this. That that that's interesting. I mean, I wasn't even thinking of Jessica Andrade, and I guess it's just because like the the lack of her commitment yeah to 115 yeah. these days is what yeah. my reservations are um and especially when again she's matched up against lauren murphy shit she'll probably beat her and then she she could have a title shot in both divisions for all we know but i don't know i i think the way that it's all playing out with this being placed one week separate from the title fight i just felt like it was implied i don't know if implied is the right word but it just felt like to me the winner of this probably should be next because it doesn't seem rose is going to get another shot I saw a lot of people throwing around names for the top of this division, and I want we wanted Rose and Jessica to have like the trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not happening, so I don't know if Rose is going to fight like Yan Jaonan or something because she just beat Mackenzie Dern. I don't know what's going on with Rose, but I just feel like with two big finishes in a row, someone that's staying active, the UFC's putting her in main events for some odd reason. I mean, she's delivering win and lose, obviously in both. I I, I can't. I almost want to revert and say the opposite to you, where I see a zero percent chance that Andrade gets the next title fight over. Well, uh, I guess I shouldn't say I division. think it's not that I think Andrade will get the next title fight. I'm saying she's deserving, deserving of, of it more, more deserving okay. of it. Yeah, um, but I get your point. Yes, mm-hmm. they're probably the lack, the fact that she's bouncing back and forth. It's hard to really know if the yeah. timing will add up. Um, I think. I mean, I completely disagree, though, about Rose. I mean, I think if Rose wants a title shot, she'll get it right away. Oh, God. Even after that fight with Carla? Oh, yeah. She's the biggest name in the division. No doubt she gets a title shot if she wants it. Man, wow. Don't matter. Singing me today. You're busting my brain today. I think the UFC is going to call up Ioana and ask her to come out of retirement before they give Amanda Lemos a title fight. Oh. You're, you feel that strongly that you like you confidently f- not only feel that like other people deserve it more, but you don't think that's what's going to happen because those are yeah, I, things. I, I think Amanda has a decent case for getting one. She has a better case for getting one than Rose. She has a better case for getting one than Yan Jaonan or um, Gioana or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's a 0% chance that she jumps into a title fight i think they would try to give her one more mm-hmm. maybe in another main event I, I i can't really even say i hope not because you know i have to realize that she did just get a really legitimate win so she's like you know she's here she's at the top i hate to associate her name with shitty main events on paper but that's that's sort of what what we were looking at before this fight um so if it's know. not a title, then what do you even think she does next then? Because it's only uh, Rose. I mean, it's and, pretty clear is Yan Jaonan. And Yan, yeah. Wow. It's pretty clear to me. I mean, I who's to say that the winner of this fight, uh, title fight that is, whether it's Wei Li or Carla, I mean, who's to say how active they're going to be? Yeah. We would like to think they turn around in a couple months, but Carla especially has not seemed all that um, she almost seems to have taken like an Aljamain Sterling route where it's like yeah. she wants to take that proper amount of time yeah. between camps. And for Whaley, yeah, she'd probably be a little more active, but you know, I think a fight, I think the UFC would be very tempted to do her and Rose again. I'm, I'm oh, telling you. Gosh, 
I see where and, your head's at. I just hope And not. I mean, and I can't deny, you say you hope not. I can't deny I'd probably rather see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just really? being honest. Wow. Like, I'm not all that interested in seeing a title fight with Amanda Lemosh. I'm not. I mean, Dominic, before Saturday, I didn't even think she was deserving of being in a main event. Yeah. Like, I was like, who, why yeah. are we putting her in a main event? I can't, even though that win is impressive, I can't just switch my brain to all of a sudden saying not only is she worthy of a main event, but she's worthy of being in a yeah. title fight. I mean, we're this. I just can't switch my brain to think that way. Maybe over time, again, yeah. give me one more fight with her. Just give me like another main event spot or co-main. Uh, let's not do main event spot. Can we? Can we try to bump? Like, can we boost these fight night cards a little bit? UFC, can we try just a little bit on these cards? Because I mean, these card. This card is bad. I mean, it's bad like from top to bottom on paper so let's just try a little bit but yeah amanda lemosh i mean just give me one more her and jaunan and if she starches her or beats her then i mean can't really say anything at that point all right all right i'm i'm very curious too like um i'm wondering if ufc is gonna take her to new york and put her as a backup i i really do wonder i mean if she's calling for it and has a finish i i don't know we'll see you don't you don't think i mean wouldn't i I would be surprised if they would at this point because you would think they'd already have that plan in place i know it's so you know it's a week less than a week now i mean you would think they'd have that fight already for multiple weeks so if there really isn't anybody as the backup that probably means that they're just not gonna have a backup (laughs) if no one makes weight it's crap (laughs) we're not having a straw weight title fight i mean they already have they have two massive fights on that card above and beneath it so i mean if that fight falls through i mean it's i'm excited for it but i'm just saying like they'd probably be like okay we still have a pretty stacked fight card overall so yeah. Um, with that, Dominic, let's move into the rest. I think that's one of the few times we've like been on opposite sides of the spectrum there. It's been know? a little bit. It's been a little bit. We um, needed it. We needed some parity like the yeah. fucking strawweight division needs. I'm, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, the co-main event, Neil Magny and Daniel Rodriguez went to war, Dom. Yes, this fight was a very fun back-and-forth affair. Neil Magny ends up coming out with the win in round three, gets a submission. The mm-hmm. Darce choke of Daniel Rodriguez, three minutes, 33 seconds of round number three. So, yeah, I mean, this fight me. proved this fight proved to me, Dom, Neil Magny still got a lot left. Still got a lot yeah. left. I was questioning it on Thursday. I thought I had seen some signs that maybe he was starting to slow down. Felt like his fight in Columbus against Max Griffin was a little bit closer than it normally would have been for Neil Magny in the past few years. Um, the, the loss to Shavkat, like, I mean, are we really, yeah. like, you what know, are you going to do? Shavkat's <laughs> a fucking freight train. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. not going to hold that against him. But, yes, he still won in Columbus, but it was still just like, you know, you try to see these things before they happen, so then you can do a, what I did and put a fat stack on daniel rodriguez to win outright and then it doesn't happen but that's okay um both guys deserve a lot of respect for this fight it was great um it's one of those fights that was really good on paper it ended up being even better in the octagon i wasn't sure how this fight would actually look yeah and um yeah i mean neil magny i believe uh broke a record didn't he 
Yes, he did. He's the all-time winner, or all-time winningest fighter in welterweight division history. That's his 20th win in the division, Noah, in the UFC. And I feel like we've said it before, but Neil Magny's got to be just one of the most consistent under what underword do i want to say i wouldn't say I'm, underrated i would say underappreciated maybe see that's the one i was debating back and forth which one do i use and i think underappreciated i think suits him a little bit more because you do know his skill set his skill set isn't underrated it's a very consistent thing that you know you're yeah. going to see time after time but he is underappreciated he is always fighting whoever the fuck is put in front of him, whether it's going to keep him, you know, he's been in those spots before where he's one, three, four, five in a row. He'll get to that fight. He'll lose it. He'll never break through to that next level. Now, Noah, here we are again. He beat uh, number 14 D rod. He's sitting at number 13 in the rankings. He's saying he wants to still try and make a push, make a push. He's 35. I think it's safe to say we both don't see a title in his future, even a title shot in his future but the man is just willing to continue and going out there and fighting. And I just have to respect him for that. I think a lot of people need to respect Neil Magny more than what's shown to him. Yeah. And we know that Neil Magny, one of the knocks on him by some fans. And one of the things that some people appreciate about him is um, he's got a pretty risk averse style. He's, mm -hmm. he's a very smart fighter. He fights a very smart style. It can, it sometimes doesn't lead to the most exciting fights. So at his age, to go in there with a guy who's really good and Daniel Rodriguez and, you know, have a really good back and forth fight, one that's really require, required a lot of guts and heart to push through to the end, and then he gets a finish. Yeah. I think it's just a reminder of how good Neil Magny can really be. A reminder for people like myself who were starting to wonder if, you know, had, had the best days been behind him. This showed that while I don't know if he's really easy, I wouldn't say he's in his prime, but um, maybe the 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 slowdown, the 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 dip, isn't even maybe isn't even there yet. So yeah, um, really good win for him, and it's a that's a, that's a good win to be like your twentieth, the record breaking win. Just yeah, I thought it was very good stuff. Um, yeah. Next one here, we're really just talking about this fight for one reason, Dom Shaylin. Nerd NBK gets a first round, first minute TKO over Derek Minner. Minor, I can't remember how they pronounce it. Is it Minner? I think Minner. Yeah. So this fight was kind of like it happened. Like if you just watched the fight, um, you would notice Derek Minner throws a body kick. He mm -hmm. immediately grimaces in a lot of pain. Then he throws that same threw kick. it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but let's not focus on that yet. So yeah. you're just watching and you're like, Ooh, okay. He's in a lot of pain. Uh, yeah. nerd and BK pounces on him, throws a knee to the, to the face. He drops a few more ground shots. It's over. Okay. Yeah. Well, Dominic, before this fight, um, Derek Minner was, a, he was a decent underdog. Yeah. Um, I believe he was around the plus plus one eighty, plus one ninety range. And that was probably what he was around the time you took that inside the distance uh, prop. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, well, in the few hours before the card started, yeah, he ballooned up to about plus three fifty. I think it was. Yeah, three twenty, um, three fifty. Yeah. So very, very fishy. 
And then when you really watch that fight, something just doesn't look right. Now, Mm -hmm. we are not in a place to assume anything or to make any sort of accusations. No proof. we're We're not saying that something went awry here. But I think it's very clear, Dom, that at best... What you can say is that Derek Minner came in here compromised. A bunch of people caught wind of it. Yes. And the line ballooned because of it. Right. There is an at-worst scenario, but uh, I don't really feel comfortable, I guess, even divulging into that. That's for my dad to discuss that. Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to turn into Dom's dad here, but... Truthfully, Dom, I want to know your thoughts on this situation because we are two guys that love sports betting. We love betting on sports, and MMA specifically, we've been trying to do all year unsuccessfully, but <laughs> we've still been doing it. Yeah. Um, so when something like this comes up that just that just screams like that something it screams like a lot of people got fucked over here. A lot of a lot of people that put their money into this. So I'm curious what you kind of think on the whole situation. It's just weird. I can't recall. I mean, we've been doing the betting side since January, right? So mm. 11 months or 10 months, whatever. Um, and we've not really seen anything like this occur with odds changing um, that quickly or that late notice. Go ahead. There was one situation, but it was this one really – I think became pretty clear what it was PFL challenger series. Right. The pre-recorded thing. Yeah. The pre-recorded sure. thing, but yes, You're continue. Right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Um, so yeah, the second instance here and it, it is just weird, right? We've not had to experience this in the past. So when we see this happen, it's just, uh, it's, it's strange. And I, you know, as a, as a fan of the sport and it's so passionate, it's what I spend so much time in my life going over, watching, studying, yada, yada, yada. You really just hope that nothing, no know, foul that play. worst, no foul play, right? And and it's weird that this happened. What two weeks after the UFC made that big announcement? Hey, UFC fighters! Hey, UFC coaches and trainers of these fighters! No more betting on the fights. Um, so they're trying to clean up things like that. They're trying to get ahead of things like this, potentially like this. But then you see it happen, and it's just, it, it really it, it's odd that all this kind of happened within two weeks of one another. I hope nothing weird happened behind the curtain and foul play and all that weird stuff. But uh, it's just I hope we don't see it again. I'm not saying it's impo- it probably will happen again at some point next year. But it's just uh, now we have to keep our eyes on it a little bit more, which is unfortunate because you don't want to have mm. to do that. Who's uh, Derek Minner's coach again? I've heard that that would be James Krause, Noah. All right, moving on. Uh, Grant Dawson had one of the finest performances of his UFC career as he got the third-round submission over the Olympian Marco Madsen. Dominic, if you would have told me one of these two fighters was an Olympic wrestler, I wouldn't have thought it was Marco Madsen here. Um, This is what I mean by, like, yeah, I I say in the beginning how... You know, I, I nailed it in the main event. Didn't nail it on really any other fight because this was one that I was way off on. Now, my first mistake was that for some reason, so I, I thought I had seen Grant Dawson lose in the UFC. 
Like, I didn't look at his record. Well, that's not yeah. the case. He's never lost in the UFC. I was thinking of the draw he had um, back around this time last year. Can't remember yeah. who he fought. But he had a draw, and I thought he looked a little rough at times, you know, in the striking and whatnot. Um, Dominic, as a Marco Madsen money line better, I must say it was really disheartening to see the first punch of the fight nearly drop uh, Grant Dawson. And then he proceeded for the next 14, 14 and, minutes a half. And, <laughs> and a half minutes to just take the soul out of Marco Madsen here. I mean, what a performance for Dawson, right? Yeah, I mean, what more can you say about the performance? The only thing that's a problem is the weight miss. And I'm not making excuses. Yeah. He didn't make any excuses after the fight. But he, I, I didn't realize that he took the fight on two weeks' notice. Um, but he was, you know, he swore to the UFC this is never going to happen again. I'm not making excuses. I miss weight. Unprofessional. I respect that. I respect when an athlete can do that. So I'm not going to look too much into it. I posed the question on Twitter just in case. But uh, I think this guy is a very really good talent. He has moved down to American Top Team and has a lot of good training partners there. I know he trains with Dustin Poirier a lot. And I just think he's a really, really solid fighter to add into the mix here at that, you know, the the outward movement into the top 15 of the lightweight division. He's got plenty of way to go. Called out Tony Ferguson. That was a bit surprising. Kind of went for it pretty aggressively, too. Uh, hopefully that fight does not happen. Don't need to see that fight. But uh, I think this guy is really good. I think he's a future top player, top 15 guy, top 10 guy. And uh, it was a good performance. He dominated an Olympic silver medalist in wrestling. And granted, I know Greco-Roman, it's different, all right? The MMA wrestling. But, I mean, guys, come on. That was a pretty solid performance. And he does get a submission finish, too. He's finished, like, 17 out of 20 wins or something like that. I mean... He's really good, guys. He hasn't lost since 2016, if that says anything, by the way. so Very true. Uh, finally, Mario Batista got mm. the first-round submission over Benito Lopez. Uh, poor Benito Lopez here, man. The guy hadn't fought in like three years. Yeah. And the UFC Welcome given back. him Mario Batista, who with this win is perhaps looking straight into the top 15, even though it is a very loaded Bantamweight division. What did you think? It's similar vibes to Grant Dawson. Mario Batista is another extremely good young fighter that is going to fly under the radar for a long time because of how deep and stacked their divisions are. But Mario Batista has won three in a row now. He has a solid record overall in the UFC, and he's had two in a row by submission. He's only 29. He's legit talent. He's built like a brick shit house too. I mean, he, he dominated. He destroyed this fight i get it benito's out for a while but mario looks like a guy that can fight against a top 15 person can he get the win we may find out soon though as you kind of alluded to yeah very true is there any sort of fight in that top 15 that would be a nice Ooh. like starting point for him hmm. who even is in the back there now i mean i know my boy ricky's back there Jack Shore's Jack back Shore's there. Moving. He's moving to featherweight, though. Oh, shit. Is he for real? Is that his next yeah. fight? Let me yeah, see. Well, he, Let's see. He said he's moving to featherweight. Adrian Yanez is back there, number 14. Umar's number 13 now. Good gracious. What a division. I mean, there's no, like, Woo. you know, typically there... when you give someone that 15, they're like, yeah. it's like a, like a stepping stone. It's like some veteran that's on their way down. Like if 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 Papaella Sunsau was still ranked, yeah, maybe yeah. you give him more. Even though he looked great in his last fight, 
you know, I mean, I mean, really, it's pick your poison there. Yeah, he'll he'll in all likelihood will probably fight one more person that's not ranked. I would imagine, yeah. and then probably get his chance. But <laughs> that division's yeah. insane, man! Wow. Yeah. yeah, but with that, Dominic, we move on to the below average bet slip. Oh boy. Hold on, give me a second. So as you your <laughs> as your pull, I'm hitting the wrong button. Damn it! Here as, we go. As as Dominic is taking his sweet old time pulling up. <laughs> The below it's, average. It's because slip. I don't want to look at this shit, Noah. That's why. <laughs> I should. I wish I was stalling better, but anyways, here we go. So Dominic. Oh golly, that's horrendous. Um, what sticks out to you here? Uh, a lot of red. What sticks out to me, Noah, is that we had a lot of things with the word Maverick in it. And we had a few things with the word Rodriguez in it. And all of those things did not hit five combined bets between Miranda Maverick and Marina Rodriguez. Oh, for five. I mean, Oh wait, Daniel Rodriguez has the same last yeah, name. I was about to say Six <laughs> bets with those names involved. Mitch. Minus eight units on those bets alone the two names minus eight units i mean that makes me want to throw up just looking at it it, it pains me no we had such a good little like fall season beginning of fall season i should say we were up to what plus eight units i believe we climbed to and just like that three straight losing weeks takes us all the <laughs> way down to minus 13 units i mean it just sucks it's not easy out here betting mma folks and uh we're not having a good time right now I mean, it's it's the curse of the Dubronx. He started it, I suppose. Yeah, which it's pains the curse me of to even Bronx. say that. And I hate that. I I, yeah. I put eight units on the guy. <laughs> I hate that. But um, yeah, that's it's it's been literally usually when something starts to go bad, it's like a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> this was just a. I mean, this was just a catastrophe. For it literally went from zero or hero to zero. Yes overnight basically very quickly and you know we now are in a very 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 deep hole to finish the year and not many events left to make up for it noah so it's going to be a tall tall task yeah i remember before this card we had kind of done the math and dominic's like well i guess we'll uh we'll have to go we'll have to average out about two units positive the rest of the year yeah he's like i think that can be done i was like really (laughs) okay yeah, it, it, uh, it can't be done. Um, yeah, it's tough. But, <laughs> I mean, basically what we're doing the rest of the year, Dom, is we're just rearranging chairs on the Titanic. That's yeah, what we're, we're doing. We're trying to get as close back to zero as we can for 2023. That's all. That's all. We're just, the ship is sinking and we're just moving <laughs> furniture around. Yeah, we're going down with it. All right, get it off my screen. I'm yeah, done thank you. Yeah, same. So, Dominic, we only end this show one way, and that's with the little thing called closing statement. It's the point of the show where me and Dominic can talk about anything and everything, MMA-related or not. So, Dominic, do you have any closing statements to start our week off right? Oh, I have one. I have one. I have one, guys. It's food. It's food. Ring the bells. Everybody get excited. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe this won't even be that crazy because I've never talked to you about this. Mm. But in – so we have a bunch of different group chats. Noah's in a few, and then there's some without Noah because, like, if we're golfing down here, Noah doesn't need to be in that or, like, playing games. Yada, yada, yada. Well, now he's a gamer now, though, and I'm not. Anyway, That's my other turntables. <laughs> so in our 
one group chat without Noah. We talk, um, just like Snapchatting or whatever. There was a we've had this ongoing battle. Myself and JP Jordan, friend of the show, been in the vlog versus our buddy Nick and I. Don't really know what side of the fence Branson stands on. I don't know if he said anything, <laughs> but it's really me and JP versus Nick. And the topic of debate is Fazoli's being pound for pound better in all areas than Olive Garden. You have the the fast food, if you will, Italian chain versus the nice fancy sit down, get your salad, get your breadsticks, Olive Garden. And, and me and JP are very, very strongly for the side of Fazoli's mm. in all aspects. Money, the flavor, it all just stacks up and, dare I say, beats Olive Garden. And Nick is on the side of Olive Garden. You guys are crazy. Fazoli's is trash. Olive Garden is better, hands down. So now, Noah, you're involved in the debate here. In our audience, you're involved in the debate. Give it to me. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but... Uh... I've never had Fazoli's before. Oh. But let me just say that I think it's impossible for it to be better. And here's why. Okay. If you want to argue that they have better entrees, I'll give you that. I don't think Olive Garden's entrees are that good. But when I go to Olive Garden, I only get one thing and one thing only. And that's the salad and bread, baby. All right. I literally, I literally order that as my entree. I'm gonna fill it. It is in. the best salad and bread in the world. Right. Here you go, real quick. Now I'm not a salad guy, but there is no free salads. I don't think. Fazoli's. Yeah, instant turn off. Fazoli's does have unlimited breadsticks, and no, I'm gonna tell you this: they're better than Olive Garden's breadsticks. I don't care. Really... Don't care. You can't it's say that. Salad. You you lost as soon as you said they don't have free salad. Sorry. Over. Game over. Big rabbit food guy, huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at me. I, I, look at me. I'm a big rabbit food guy. All right. Well, I, I'm basically I a veg- I'm basically Fazoli's. a I'm basically a fucking vegan, Dom. Right. Right. Yeah. I I don't think I've had Fazoli's. It like I know what I it is. Know. I I I I just I I don't think. Like, because I have had some, I have DoorDash some different Italian places since I've been living in Indiana. Yeah, keep but going. I can't remember. I can't remember if I ever DoorDash Fazoli's or not. I don't think I did. And let me just tell you, Dom, if I did, that even does worse for you because if I have ate it before and I just don't remember, that means it must not have been that good. Well, here's what you can do, Noah. Because uh, there's one right down the road from me. I just looked it up. Clarksville is not far from you, right? We were in that's, Clarksville that's and we visited. That's correct. Correct. At some point in time, before 2023, I say you give a stab Whoa. at Fazoli's, we can that's reconvene. A, that's a pretty short amount of time to give me, Dom. I mean, I mean, you got a, over a month and a half to get one dinner from Fazoli's DoorDash? Come on. Well, Dominic, Dominic, I live by myself. I don't know a lot of people around here. You think I just go out to eat by myself? No, you can have it delivered. You can DoorDash it. But I may, that may possible. not give you the best experience, though. I kind of want you in the restaurant. I do. 
kind of want you. And to again, that's gonna the, okay. You you, you can't you go want, sit by yourself. You're trying to have your cake and eat it too. Like it, <sighs> you, you can only choose one. I am strongly trying to sway you towards Rizzoli's. Yes, I'm guilty as charged. But I I will admit that I side with Olive Garden um, until well, proven guess, otherwise. Well, I guess because I have no other choice, but also because I find it impossible. For Fazoli's the top, just the salad and bread alone. Impossible. All right. All fair play. I wasn't expecting you to say you hadn't had it, so all right. All right. <laughs> it is possible I have, but that, that, that if anything, that's just not in worse. my favor. Yeah, that's not good. So that's why, like, I feel like I have to strong lean towards Olive Garden here. All right. All right. Shout out, Nick. Broke my ankle, but we're cool now. Yeah. <laughs> For my closing statement, well, uh, started playing the, the PlayStation Five. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, my, the two games I bought: Madden Twenty Three, NBA Two K Twenty Three. Early reviews. It's fun, but I'm going to tread lightly when I say this. I've only had it for a couple days now, Dom. Mm-hmm. But early thoughts, I'm wondering if I'm going to regret not getting the PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Because it's fun. It's fun, for sure. But it's not but how her. fun. Yeah. It's not her, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, that graphic is coming into play more and more. The the yeah. Noah PlayStation Two in the back holding the PS Five. I mean, I don't want to say that because I did spend a lot of money on it. So I, I, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's good. Like Two K is fun. Madden's been okay. I've been a little hard to get into Madden. Like I'm struggling to get it, the the struggle is getting the um, difficulty right. That's, yes, that's always one a struggle million for me percent. Because yes. All Pro is too easy. But yep. all Madden, they just fucking kick my ass the whole time. Yep. So now I got to try to look up sliders and mm-hmm. you know, move the dials and stuff. And I, I had no luck. If that that probably yeah. doesn't make your outlook any better. But well, it's just it's just so aggravating. Like I'm just yeah. like, how is one so easy and one so hard? Like 2K, I put it on I think All Star, which is one below Hall of Fame or whatever. And it's solid, isn't it? And it's good. I yeah. do I do twelve minute quarters and it plays like a real like the scores are always around yep. what a normal score would be like it was easy to figure yeah. that one out yeah so it's gonna take me a little bit to get to get Madden I think to a level where I'm ready but if I had bought the PlayStation Two Dom and just got NFL Street and NBA Street and I mean I uh, why do you this uh, is it my PlayStation or your PlayStation but yes, I probably would have gotten 2K5 as well. Yeah. Had to be done. But uh, if I had gotten those games, I, I'd just be fucking going. Like, You'd be living your best life right yeah. now. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing is like when I'm gaming, I'm lazy. You know, you're gaming. I don't want to yeah. have to put in all this work to make a game enjoyable. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But I understand that that's just a part of the, the player experience. If I was better at the game... This wouldn't be an issue, but I do feel like all Madden is cheap as fuck. Because, I mean, you put it on all Madden and they run the ball for twenty five yards every time. Like it's, yeah. it's such bullshit. So impossible. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I'm Noah Baker. That's Dominic Sleeve. We are but just two of the below average Joes, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. New York.